Right, we're we're live, we're live, let's go, let's do it. <laughs> or you just gonna have to cut this beginning bit out. No, nah, leave it in, right. be fine. <laughs> Welcome to Triple XP. I'm Shane <laughs> and this is Mike. Hi everyone. Um yeah, we're a, a weekly news podcast. Uh, we cover everything video games, movies, whatever we want, basically. Um yeah, we um uh, go live every Monday. Well, we record over the weekend, but we're av- available every Monday, hitting your lovely eardrums with our opinions. Um, and that's yeah. not all. That's, that's not, not all. all. Each week we will have uh, a special guest. These will be members of the Triple X team who have helped us build this podcast, our website, and everything else that comes along with it. Um, and every now and then we might have a bonus guest just to uh, just to shake things up a little bit. I really so, like. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I really like. The Triple X team. It's so good. Triple X team. Yeah. That is, that is, I've, I've not had this yet. I know. I like it. it. It's just cracking. Yeah. I'm down with that. <laughs> so um, anyway, sit back and uh, let us yeah, flood your listening holes with our soothing voices. Soothing so, mouth um, noises. That's just the one. So firstly, I mean, Mike, we should probably tell them um, who we are, really. Yeah. Chip. Um, We've been wanting to do this for so fucking long, and it's finally happening, and I'm genuinely excited about I mean, chatting shit it's, about video games. It's an odd one, because we both have wanted to put a podcast together for longer than we've known each other from the conversations that we've had. We've both had this idea for several, several years now. And through a chance meeting a year ago, we suddenly, uh, we, we had this conversation. I'm pretty sure this was the first conversation we ever really had was, I'd love to do a podcast. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, pretty much and, uh, was, yeah. And uh, here we are, literally. And if, if I remember rightly, it's literally about a year later. We did it, boys. A year. <laughs> we got there, finally. <laughs> we fucking did it. So it's taken us an entire year to get this to this first episode. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, I think like meeting on Twitch, and we were both like amateur streamers at the time, trying our best. Um, And I think we just found out that we were just better at chatting shit than playing video games. Yeah, I think, and and this is something I've spoke about to other people recently, in that I think the, the podcast and the idea of being a podcast was always what I wanted to do, and the Twitch streaming was just trying to incorrectly fill that hole yeah um, and i've realized that i don't really like streaming that much to be honest so i'm hoping that this works out a lot better yeah um but so i think should we chat about what we've been playing yeah 
So, um, do you want to go with what you've been playing first, Mike? Um, a little game called Rogue Company, which is the worst title for a game ever. It sounds like a mobile game, but it's a pretty solid. I say solid. It's I hate it, but I love it. Um, it's a third-person shooter. It's kind of a mixture of like CS:GO, which got you got like your buying rounds and um, you know your instant, you know one one life, no respawns. Yeah. Uh, mixed with like a character shooter similar to like uh, Siege or Overwatch. Um, it's just like a nice mix of all these different games, and it just fills me with absolute rage. <laughs> but when we do good, it's it's so satisfying. Um, when you're like crushing a team and stuff, you know, like any fucking shooter really. But um, it's just really so good. It, I'm just I'm just enjoying it. It's a nice so how little... does it? On, how does it play? Because I, I, I genuinely, and I don't know how I've done this, but I genuinely haven't actually seen any of Rogue Company. I, I've heard about it because I've heard you all talking about it, but I've not seen it. I've not played any. I'm very, very unaware of it. So with the gameplay, how does it play? Are we talking like Gear style third person? Are we talking Mass Effect style third person? Uh, Division? Like what? What? Where would it best fit it's, if I was to compare it to another game? It's not like a cover shooter. So you, you don't like um, stick to walls or anything like that. Um, you're, okay. you're just kind of like free movement. Um, so it's not really like any cover-based shooter. Um, but you'll, the, you, you mainly just hit fire. And like a bit like CSGO where you'll only really aim in if you're like a sniper. Right. Um, but yeah, you get you get sort of different characters and stuff. So they all have different abilities and things. So that changes the gameplay up a bit um, from round to round. And um, am I right in saying that it's not is it it's not officially out yet, or it's like some sort of special access at the well, moment, or is it out fully now? That's it. It's like a you get your founders pack bullshit that you usually get with free to play games early on. Um. So I, 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 you know, bit the bullet and and bought into it. I spent about fifteen quid, something like that. Um, but it was worth it was worth the money, and I got I ended up getting the platinum on it because I played it pretty much every night, just you know a few few rounds before bed, that kind of thing. It's just a nice little, uh, it's a nice little stopgap for the kind of the games that have been. I don't know. There's been lacking games lately, so I think. We're in that dry period, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, that's it, yeah. It's just that. So I have to clarify, when you say um, you have been playing a few little games in the evenings and getting the platinum, do you mean you were carried or did you actually do it yourself? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was fully carried, you know me. Uh, we've got, 100% carried. We've got Breadstick Ninja, who's like um, our team uh, strongback. Strongback? He is, yeah. He's well known in... Uh, it's kind of like the Stig. He's got like you know from Top Gear. He's kind of like got that mysterious about him. Just like you know, you've heard the name, but have you seen him in action? <laughs> like Rambo, or like <laughs> he's just a ghost of a man. What concerns me the most is I have seen him in action, and it feels like that you can give him any genre of game, and he just smashes it. No, it's he's ridiculous. He, you know what? I learned this recently that he's he's very specialised in shooters, and you give him like a fighting game 
or like a like a, a he calls them like sword games. So like things like Dark Souls or Sekiro, he's, he's, he's he says he's not very good at them, so he just plays shooters. But either way, he's scaring me a lot. Well, I mean, he is good at shooters, so I don't blame him for sticking to them. Um, I've also been absolutely reliving my youth and playing some Tony Hawk every now and then. And I've realised that in my youth, I was shit. And as a fully grown 32-year-old, I'm also really shit at Tony Hawk. But it's a really good game, and the soundtracks makes it worth playing. Yeah, I this is again this is one that I've currently stayed fairly clear of mm. and um not because not because I don't want to because I really want to play it. Um I just haven't had the opportunity to at the moment and it I absolutely loved Tony Hawk as a kid and I remember playing is it horse the one we used to get the letters? Yeah, yeah. Man. I remember playing horse so much especially as you could change the word. And obviously we were like 13 years old <laughs> and we were immature and we had always changed the word to like spunk or something dumb. And Classic. Be the, the, the first one to get the spunk wins. <laughs> Some absolutely ridiculous name. Um, but I just really haven't had an opportunity to play it. Again, is it? does it feel like the original? Does it feel like they've fully like are we talking uh, does it feel like crash bandicoot where it feels like the same game or is it like a complete new rebuild i mean it's it's rebuilt from the ground up but you know it feels at its core it's tony hawk um it's not quite underground because that was the best one we all know um but it, it, it's a really solid game and it's it's definitely worth like it's like a 25 pound price tag on it it's well worth it yeah i don't think it's particularly particularly expensive either is it it's followed like the spyro activision um price point in being quite cheap yeah i'm really feeling these remasters as well that are coming out like spyro and crash um demon souls as well which we'll talk about in a bit i think um, no but... and i'm i'm with you on this as long as they are that they are these remakes the little remasters that are happening that are clearly sort of had work put into them i absolutely loathe these hd remasters that are just the same game with just some slightly better graphics whereas these are all games that feel like they've been rebuilt from the ground up to to emulate as well as move with the current generation of consoles yeah i think that's definitely the key point into a good selling remaster is like it's not just a shiny coat of paint like it's it's more than that it's you know it's capturing how you thought it looked when you were a kid playing it. It's like how it now looks. <laughs> I remember playing like Spyro thinking like, oh my God, it's so vibrant and colourful. And you look at it now and it's like, everything's just a box. Like there's just a triangle or a box. And then you look at like the new Spyro and it's like a full, fully fledged world. Like It's those rose tinted glasses, man. Yeah, exactly, they, man. Yeah. They are, they are horrific. Like those most cynic glasses. We you look back and there's so many games that I look back on and think, you absolutely love that game. It was great. It looked great. It played great. I've played it since. I played recently, um, and this isn't what I've been playing this week, but I have recently played Mario sixty four on the actual N sixty four. And I know it's a classic and I know everybody loves it, but it plays like trash <laughs> now. 
yeah. it, I, and I know that's controversial, and a lot <gasps> of people are going to be getting up in my grill about this, but it genuinely does not play particularly well. The camera is atrocious. The controls aren't brilliant. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Graphically, <laughs> Episode one, Mario fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, no, because I love Mario. It's just... Oh my god! Going back, I'm like I can't do this anymore. I'm used to these like new wizardry games that are just like flooding my screen with these beautiful colours and massive maps. And you're asking me to run around in a circle with a camera that doesn't move very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, right. So what what have you been playing this week? I'm interested because we've not talked about this, and we usually do. Not. Well, interestingly, I, I mean, unfortunately, I haven't had much gaming time this week because between planning for this and work, um, it's been a bit busy. But what I have been playing is uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. <laughs> um, I, much like I believe you um, and many people I know, have never got past the first island. No, never, um, never. It's never happened. On my solo play, I got onto the boat and then that's it. I haven't played it since. Um, and a friend of ours who is also our chief blog writer, um, Ryan, he is currently got a bit more free time and we've been talking for a long time about doing a co-op run through of Divinity Mm. and again, actually making it off the first island and actually, um, did you do it? Achieving something. Has it been done? We haven't, no, we haven't done it yet. Um, (laughs) we've we've only just started. We created our characters. Um, we've been slowly working our way around Fort, Fort Joy. Um, we so we've we've both gone for an undead build. We've got Fane as well, um, who is an undead character. And for those that don't know this game, it's very much like a Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, every decision you make has an impact on the game. And we are basically going for the let's just poison everything build because it heals us. Yeah. Um, so we are. Ryan's following my lead in um, slowly murdering every single person we come across. Uh, so at, at the moment, we are XP farming our way through Fort Joy. Because um, we, we played this, didn't we, a while back? Like me, you, Ryan, and uh, and Strongback. We did. And, uh, and I think we had like all our disagreeing like, points on how we should play the game. Yeah, we, never I, got, we never got past the first island either. We... Uh, I mean, I enjoyed that, but I think two. I think four people is too many. The, because, like you say, there is too much disagreement. There's too much going on in that game, um, and it's too easy to do something that has major effects on the game. And when there's four of you, it's easy for one of you to kind of start a fight with someone you shouldn't. Yeah, and which you were doing every it. single time. You were every like, single fucking time. kill this guy. <laughs> but with two of us, it's a lot easier. We, generally, we're agreeing a lot more. We're taking our time a lot more to make sure that we're following a path that we both want to. Right now, Ryan is very much leaning on me and accepting that let's just murder everyone in Fort Joy and see how that affects the story later. Um, so yeah, we're we're level we're only level four, so we're still quite early. Um, and we have we've only just got the the like the, the completion of the mission for escaping Fort Joy. Um, but yeah, we're working through that, and hopefully, I might have a, a, an update next week as to where we get further from that. Because I think we're going to have a big session Monday and Tuesday and see if we can uh, get off the island. Um, hopefully, yeah, I'm interested in that in that progress update, man. Defo, and I think but, I think it might have been the the kick to because um, strong back. I'm gonna just going to call him Aaron because that's his name. Um, 
he's been, he's been asking me for like a few days, a few weeks, if not more. Just it's like Oops. oh, I got because every time I'm like, oh, what should we play? And he's like, oh, I've got Divinity installed. I'm like, oh, I haven't got it installed, so we'll just play something else. So I think I think this is the this is the boost I need to uh, to, yeah, to jump I back mean, in. From what I've read, because I've never played it. From what I've read, it's a huge game, and that actually the the first island is only like less than ten percent of the game. Yeah, you're looking and at like never made it sixty that. to ninety hours or something, I think. Yeah, like we haven't experienced any of that, and this is a real opportunity to, especially while we've got this lull in in what's coming out at the moment. I mean, we've had Avengers, mm. but you know that kind of it's okay. We've had I have been Tony playing Hawks a bit of that. that, to be fair. Um, but it's, I, it's not that great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've been playing it, and I haven't played any this week. I've got very little passion to go back and finish the campaign. Yeah. Um, I, I find, I, and I don't know what your view is, that Iron Man is so trash in it that every time it makes me play as him, it makes me not want to play the campaign. Yep, exactly that. Um, I hate Iron Man. It's awful. But I think what's going to drag me through that game is... Um, my son, he's like nine. He loves Avengers. He was so hyped about this game, so I bought it. Um, I was going to rent it originally and just send it back after a bit, um, but bought it because he he'd love to play it through with me and stuff. So um, we're probably going to play it through and and get it finished together. But I think yeah, that's and... that's like the only draw to it is like it'll just be a good time, my son. Yeah, and I can see it being really fun for kids, and I can see kids getting really into it and. Like I, I will finish it because I don't like. It's not one of those games that is so like it's frustrating or hard to the point that I hate it. It's just I'm just not drawn to it. But I will finish it. I will send it, and then I'll send it back. Um, and I, uh, oh. a cheap. I thought you cut out then. <laughs> no, I'll probably pick it up cheap in the sales in a couple of months' time once they've released some new maps and some new characters and they've worked out some of the some of the like n- little niggly things that are annoying. Um, like menus and stuff. Once they've they've done some sort of really um, some little fixes on it, I think it'll I think it'll get good. It's just one of those games that's going to start off real slow. Yeah, um, I think it's due an update today, I believe. Like a one point three update or something like that. Can't say I've been following it, so I'm not sure. No, I just, I just saw it on Twitter earlier. Um, but yeah, I think because it, it's a game as a service, basically, isn't it? So yeah. It's gonna be out for a while. They're gonna keep plowing into it and changing stuff, and I think it's one of those to keep an eye on. I think it will get better. Or well, I hope oh, it will get better. Um, I, I'm sure it will. Like when you look back at the likes of Destiny and other. I mean, I can't think of any other games service off the top of my head. But uh, oh, um, Division. Yeah, yeah. You look back at those and how much they've changed over the years, sometimes for the worse, but often for the better. And how, I mean, you, Division's a prime example. When Division first came out, it, it was much like Avengers. It was quite a bland, boring campaign with nothing really going for it. And now it's developed into, particularly with the second one, it's developed into something much better and much more enjoyable. Hmm. Um, so I, I'm sure it will get better. It'll just, it'll just be a case of time. Um, just speaking of Division as well, they've just got a new update. I don't know. They had like a trailer for it recently, um, where you basically um, attack a tower block and then go up level after level, obviously eventually getting harder and harder. Um, so 
So they've made a mission for the film The Raid. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like the fucking raid, the game. The raid, literally the raid, except with guns and less martial arts. Yeah, no martial arts whatsoever. Um, Which is upsetting, really. I'm just, I'm capitalize just capitalise on that. I'm just fully in. I'm like, it's the raid. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I still haven't finished the main campaign. I do need to go back to that because I did, I did enjoy that game a lot. But on the note of new things. Maybe we should uh, move on into our next segment, which is our news of the week, in which we have a lot of new things, (laughs) lots of new things to talk about. There's a lot of shit to unpack. Yeah. So so this week, um, as our first episode, instead of just covering the news from this this small snippet of uh, seven days, we thought it would be uh, more prudent, a new episode, a new generation to talk about the news from the last two weeks with the, uh, the launch of both the PS5's price and release date and Xbox's price and release date. Mate, you are killing it with these segues. I mean... <laughs> Absolutely making it. <laughs> I've been practicing a lot in the car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I'll, I'll kick us off with uh, Xbox, who came first. They uh, had uh, they had an interesting launch. It was, well, an interesting release, shall I say. Not launch, because they haven't launched yet. But an interesting re- uh, release schedule with how they dealt with it, because um, it was all done by leaks. Um, although I, although they say it was all done by leaks, I do have my suspicions that these were potentially planned. Leaks. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, isn't it? With like social media and stuff, it's it's just like it's a leak in fucking inverted commas. Like, yeah, I mean one of two things happened: either it was a genuine leak, and their social media team was absolutely fucking on it. And they land because their social media team landed that extremely well. Yeah. Um, and they were just on it. They were ready, and they they just happened to be right place, right time, right. We smashed it. Or it was a little bit of a pre-planned. Should we make this look like a leak? And we're fully prepared to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, either um, way, it, it's it a pretty went... commendable job by the PR team. Like, oh, the PR team did a did an incredible job. And when you see the tweets that came out we're around the leak and the way they handled it. It was an incredible job. Yeah. But it I mean, was all a little bit too incredible, for my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But I think, like, like nowadays, you, you look at Twitter for all of your news and stuff like that, and, I mean, there's other social media, but it's not as, as instant as Twitter. Um, but I think... Oh, no, definitely. If you look at, like, Fall Guys Twitter, like, that game released, and it was it was just everywhere for like weeks and it's still it's still on my feed and it's starting to piss me off now but their twitter did such an incredible job of like just keeping it going and going and going and um 100% their twitter was hilarious it's, and it's like essential now just to just to you know be that sort of relevant yeah definitely and this this is the thing though like what what gets more clicks a story of Xbox saying this is the price and date or this is the time we're going to show the price or date or the story of, oh, no, somebody's leaked Xbox's secret stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's that air of mystery. It's It's always like, Exactly. It's that, oh, shit. Microsoft didn't know this was happening. Oh, let's go go get the information before even Phil Spencer knows. (laughs) Yeah, we're on to you, Xbox. I mean, but breaking that down, if we if we we run down sort of the key points of what happened, so the the leak came out, um, and I believe it was by um, something like Win Windows. It was a, it was a Windows based website that 
uh, it was like a Microsoft-based website. I can't remember the name of it now, but they they announced the initial saying that there was going to be a Microsoft with uh, an Xbox Series S, um, and it was going to be two hundred and fifty pounds and uh, or two hundred ninety-nine dollars, and that the Series X was going to be four hundred and fifty pounds or four hundred ninety-nine dollars. Um, a day, I think it was just under a day later, Microsoft came out on Twitter and was like, "Well, cat's out of the bag." We might as well confirm it. They didn't initially confirm the Series X, but they did confirm the Series S and then proceeded to show us images of what it looked like um, and gave gave a little breakdown of what it was going to be and how it looked. So the Series S, in this case, being a slightly weaker console than the Series X. Um, but the way that they're explaining it, and I'm not a massive tech head, so I don't know the ins and outs of how this works. Yeah, but what they're that's saying that's why is, we have other people in our like exactly. triple XP team. <laughs> they are the tech people. We are the fucking idiots with the opinions. <laughs> exactly, we're we're the front men. Um, <laughs> the confidence guy. Understand- <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> my understanding is that the S is still an extremely powerful machine, and that the it's the GPU that and the RAM speed that are the two things that are slightly decreased. The only other big factor is decreased is the actual memory of it. So my understanding like the is that storage as well the as the actual storage as, memory. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. The actual storage memory. So my understanding is that the S, unlike the X, is going to be five hundred and I want to say twelve gig. It's five hundred and something gig, um, whereas yeah. the X is one terabyte, which um, and the S has a has a slower, slightly slower GPU and a slower ram speed but what xbox are saying is that this won't affect how games are made and all it will do is that games that are made for the x it will just simply lower the resolution of them to allow the s to play them yeah what my issue is with it's an all digital console there's no disc tray in there is there um correct it's all all digital and the the storage space is is 500 gig which is nothing it's not it's not enough not at all. now um when you look at for example just COD. just an example cod yeah cod is one of the best selling games ever and it's what 119 gig now on if not more if not more on console with updates it's it's, it's close to that yeah. 100 plus gig so you're looking at of a, a game of that size for 500 whatever it is gig less than five games that you can have installed at any one time. Yeah. Which is ridiculous because but, I've like, got more than you know, five games. It's it's a next gen console, so the you know, the amount of storage and stuff that you need for these these amazing titles that are gonna come out, um it, it's gonna fill up fast. That's, it is, that's but a then major issue. there is an argument around that the new way of uh packaging data and the way that the SSD reads means that it will games will have to take up less space. So actually what we could see is a game like COD taking up substantially less space than it does on our current HDD consoles because of the way that it formats and packs data differently. Um, But we have, obviously, until we get our hands on the consoles and really see that, it's going to be difficult. That A lot of that is just speculation. Um, What they did also go into is um, a little bit more around Game Pass and what's going to be offered with Game Pass. And, I mean, I've got to give it to Xbox. I, I do think that they have created some inc- two incredible consoles here. 
and with the Series S, what a absolutely fantastic piece of kit for, for example, someone like yourself, Mike, who's got children that are of the age of seven, eight or nine that want their first own console. And you can just go, you know what, for Christmas, here you go, 250 quid, you get yourself an Xbox, Game Pass, all the games you'll ever want, stick a parental lock on it, yeah. job's, job's done. done jobs are good and light. Um, because kids at that age they don't care what they're playing they don't know what they're playing they just want to play games yeah exactly they're not not necessarily that fussed about playing the newest stuff or what's happening right now I said said this to you earlier in the week that like um, just about like the naming and stuff is is quite confusing like the Series S the Series X the Xbox One S you know all of those like I can imagine like you know uh, a parent that um doesn't is not super into games what the kid is you know they wander into a store they're like oh they want the you know i want an xbox s and that you know they get like they bring a you know an xbox one s home and they want like the series s it's kind of like it's just got that weird room for like error i think whereas like 100 with playstation it's really simple it's like you've got the four You've got the five. <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah, <laughs> and Microsoft have very much backed themselves into a corner with this. They've they put themselves into a corner and gone, "Fuck, yeah, how do we yeah. get ourselves out of this corner?" And to me, they had the Xbox One. They should have just gone, and they're the one, the One X and the One S. They should have just gone with this being the Xbox Two, and then the Xbox Two, uh, Xbox Two S. Yeah, because. Granted, yes, they've still got the original Xbox and the 360, but at least set them on the path for a future of easy naming. Because yeah. what's, what's the next generation going to be? Like, where are they going to go then? Is it going to be the Xbox Franchise X? And the Xbox Franchise S? Like, what, <laughs> what, is the ne- what is after series? What comes next? 360S, isn't it? Oh, easy. We'll just go back again. Just keep, just keep a circle. We're just, 362 Every seven years, X. we just recycle the same names yeah. and hope that nobody notices. Um, but I, I, overall, I've, I like I say, a couple of days later, they did confirm the Xbox One X prices, um, a November 10th release date. And then we conveniently had a lot of games who had uh, previous release dates all suddenly move to meet in line with Xbox. They had obviously given out not necessarily fake release dates, but they had to give out something and they couldn't all say, oh, yeah, we're coming out on November 10th because that yeah. would have been suspicious as fuck. So they've all kind of fallen in line now. Um, things like Yakuza, um, Assassin's Creed, uh, Watch Dogs have all kind of fallen into that November 10th. So they meet into the uh, exclusive zone. Um, not exclusive, sorry, the the launch zone. Yeah. Um, but on the note of exclusives, that is the one part of the 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 one part of the puzzle that Xbox don't have is the exclusives. Yeah. So I mean. It, it's a difficult one because it's it's very clear from me and i'll be interested to hear your views on this that xbox are fighting a very different fight this is this is the ref fighting troops they're 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 fighting two very different battles that's it Um, yeah it's it's two very different like um viewpoints on on like the future of games kind of thing this place is more like super solid like i always compare like game pass that like Xbox has got this like games as a, as a you know a service like Netflix of gaming kind of thing. That's their new stick, and 
that go in with that, and that's cool, that's good. Game Pass is great value. But when you when you look, like for me personally, I think I've said this a lot, I like I rant it a lot on Twitter. Um that like Game Pass is an all you can eat buffet of like six out of ten games. Like you play a game for a bit, it's great, have fun, move on to the next game because there's just too many there. You know, it's that kind of gaming ADHD where you're just like next game, next game, next game. Because um, I've I've, like, I've got Game Pass and I, I dip into it a bit and I'm just like, but it's just, it's just like I'll play this game, then this game, then this game. I'll get bored and then I'll just go back to PlayStation because the the new latest game, you know, the nine out of ten fillet steak of a game has just come out and you know I'll be digging into that and. Um, well, they're just they're just two very different like paths. Is they, basically what I'm getting. Yeah, at. they are. They're, like you say, it's like a boat versus a tank. They're two very different <laughs> yeah, battles. Yeah. They're they're yeah. just they're shark, going down very shark different versus paths. Tiger. Um, and yeah, they're they're both they they are both apex predators within their own realm within their own sort of area. But they're just fighting two different battles. Yeah. Um, and that's become very, very clear. I mean, the last generation, not so much. This generation, it's become very clear that that's the case. Microsoft are not fighting the exclusive AAA game uh, console battle that Sony's fighting. Microsoft are very much, like you say, they're, they're going down that. We are we are the Netflix of gamers. We are giving you this incredible, and it is an incredible offer. Yeah, um, it's, it's really good. And I'll, I'll definitely pick up an S. I've got no, I've got I'm, no interest in the in the X. One hundred percent, exactly the same. I mean, me and you are both PlayStation players, Corley, and yeah, we, we, so. we're both happy to admit that. But yeah, I mean, give it a year. When Halo comes out, I would be more than happy to go and pick up an S, get myself Game Pass, replace my old Xbox One that I've got sitting upstairs, and uh, and and have a pop on Halo because that, yeah. that I mean that's their that's their one big title that I'm I am genuinely interested in. Everything else on Games Pass, and uh, I'll play it when I play it. I've got I've got a Halo story. Uh, for later on the you know the third our main yeah. our main topic i look forward um, to that yeah it's a it's a doozy <laughs> well well on the note of uh them them fighting different battles let's hear about the ps ps5's uh weapon of attack shall we say um, yeah, do you so want to take that away mike yeah yeah so the showcase was uh remind me which day it was was it wednesday yeah wednesday wednesday yeah so we're recording this on friday um and you know they hit us with quite a few new games that we've not seen before you know we've got some old stuff that we know about and we had the price reveal which is a huge thing which you've all just been like dying for like recently they're just they're playing this like <laughs> i heard it referenced as like a shadow war like recently um shadow a shadow war, a shadow war yeah, yeah where they're just like playing chicken with like the price reveals and you know, Xbox was leaked or whatever, like you said, invert commas, okay. you know. The the, yeah, the Cold Xbox. War of gaming. <laughs> it's exactly that, isn't it? Cold War of gaming. Uh yeah, so we've got like a ton of a ton of I say a ton. Um like handful. Yeah. Yeah, we've got enough, I think. A cu- a comfortable cupping size. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so the first the first big hitter, Final Fantasy. I've got it in my notes as Final Fantasy Joshua, just because that name was mentioned quite a few times in the trailer. But Which, it, it's... I mean, do you play much Final Fantasy, Mike? I've I've dipped in to so many of them. 
Um, I've never finished a single one. I'm because ashamed this to one say. really excites me. And yeah, you're a big it, Final Fantasy fan, aren't you? So I, I w- I'm not massive, but I've I've dabbled in most of them, um, and I've completed maybe four or five. Yeah, um, not not ten. I've I've not completed number ten. No. <laughs> um, I, I've completed ten too, though, but that's not really much to say because that's one of the easiest ones to complete. Let's oh, not it? talk about that again. Um, <laughs> anyway, the. The reason I'm most I'm really excited about this is because it's taken the combat of 15 and 7 remake, which like you can say what you want about those games, but the combat in those is solid. Um, they've yeah, got really good. really good combat, and it feels like from what we saw in the trailer, it's very much going back to old school Final Fantasy. It's going back to the early days of like one to six, which yeah. are heavily based on the crystals. Yeah, um, yeah. But even the the setting of it being like a almost like medieval esque fantasy world, um, having like you see the dragoons, which were very much reminded me of Final Fantasy IV, which was one of my absolute fa- all time favorite Final Fantasies, where they've gone away from the sci fi and the guns, and they've gone away from what sort of seven, eight, and uh, e- even to an extent ten and thirteen had, um, and they've gone back to that sort of sort of darker more medieval-esque world where they've got airships and you've got dragoons and everyone fights with swords and lances instead of there being gun blades and people with machine guns yet somehow someone can fight them off with a sword that's so big <laughs> that it basically rivals the size of a car like it's I, i'm really excited for it yeah it's it's definitely piqued my interest for sure um i think the fantasy setting over the sci-fi-ish setting will always win me over like i think like any listeners of the podcast will eventually learn that i will always choose fantasy over sci-fi see i'm the other way i will always choose sci-fi over fantasy yeah yeah. when it comes to final fantasy i i think with the exception of seven and eight which i do love both of those i've always enjoyed four five and six and that sort of more magical um fantasy world more than i have the sci-fi fantasy world yeah um i think this is this is it looked kind of like the witcher yeah it did have that vibe didn't it which and i keep i keep looking i keep seeing like a gif of the i want to butcher this name but like the marlboro like yeah big... Mal, 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 i think it's marlboro or Mal, yeah. marlboro marlboro is the cigarette isn't it Mal, marlboro yeah, yeah. I mean, do. we've probably got that wrong, but yeah. <laughs> that'll do. Close enough. Uh, apologies to anyone who's listening who's offended by that. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be we've someone out there, won't they? We've definitely fucked that up. <laughs> um, but that, like, I want to, I want to fight that. I want to get fucked up by that. I want to lose that fight and and just keep fighting that monster because it looks so good. Like the combat, like you said, looks incredible. Um. But yeah, moving on, there's there's a ton of well, I say a ton. There's not a ton. I'm using that loosely. There's a few more games we need to talk about. But I think we keep waffling on. Um, <laughs> in my notes again. Oh, uh, second up was Miles Morales Spider Man, which to me looked like more Spider Man. Um, that is exactly it, and um, it, it's it's great. Yeah, awesome. And uh, to be fair, a friend of ours stated during the conference, during the, the showcase, it looks like Spider-Man meet Infamous, which I don't don't disagree with. I think no. it does, and I don't see that as a bad thing. Uh, I didn't like 
I didn't dislike any of the infamous games. I thought all of them were pretty solid. Mm. Um, they were all very superhero esque anyway, so they lent themselves well to that sort of world. And giving uh, obviously having Miles does have ele- those electric powers anyway. It yeah, it ju- it just looked like say like more Spider Man. Yeah, it was more like superhero-ish than the previous one because he had like abilities and powers and stuff. So I think that I think that'll be good. It's a great you know it's a launch title, so that's great. Um, I've seen a bunch of people complaining that it's also on PS4, which I don't which see I don't as a bad get. thing. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I don't. I, don't I think get it's the, the. I think the it's the whole fanboy Xbox versus PlayStation thing. It's like it's available to more people. That's awesome. Like I'll I'll more likely to pick it up on PS4 than five. Um, just co just because my son massive Marvel fan. Um, other than Iron Man, Spider Man's his favorite. And he's 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 actually platinumed the first one, and he's he's like nine years old. Um, and he's be- better at games than you, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah he's platinum that and 100%. finished all the DLC and everything. So he's um, so I, I've trained him well. I've trained him well. But, um, but I, I think okay. a lot of the the argument around the concern of Spider Man being on PS4 is people saying, well, then it's not going to be PS5 quality. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a dumbed down. But then Sony and um, who is it that's made it? My brain's gone dead. Sucker Punch? Is it Sucker Punch? No. Uh, Insomniac. Insomniac, that's the one. Um, Sony and Insomniac have both said that it will utilize the new features of the PS5, as in with regards to the control and the 3D audio, and that the PS4 version won't have that. Yeah, so So you're getting a different experience, aren't you? Yeah, if you play it on PS5, you're going to get the best experience. It's not going to be any less... It's not going to be a lesser game just because it's being made for both consoles. Mm. Um, no, I agree. I agree totally. Um, should we move on to the next one? The next yep. big hitter was a game that we've all kind of known about weirdly for a while, and that's Imminotes again. Hogwarts 1886. Um, so it's set it's set before Harry Potter, so it's not technically a Harry Potter game. Um, yeah, I didn't know this until today. I only found this out when someone from work told me this today that it was set prior because I know nothing about Harry Potter. Yeah, I, yeah, don't... I think it came up in like subtext below that it was set in the eighteen hundreds. So, so it's... is that set before? Do, are you a Harry Potter fan? I mean, I've read I've read the books, watched the films. So is it set before Fantastic Beasts? Yes, I don't, I don't that's, know when that's, that's like 1920 that's like kind of uh, wartime ish uh, early 1900s yeah yeah so this is 1800s so it's it's older um but i think i think they're going to struggle to establish like the harry potter world it's going to be completely separate from everything that we've known so far because there's going to be none of like the returning characters and stuff I mean, there might be some that have been around for hundreds of years or whatever, but it's like all the big hitters, you know, Harry and Hagrid and all them, Dumbledore maybe, uh, like, not not really going to be in it because it's set way before, so it's it's like a fresh new thing. And I also want to like just point out that it's a it's really bad timing for any kind of Harry Potter news, just because of like yeah. the whole contro- controversy and on like Twitter and J.K. Rowling and. And all that. Yeah, she's not helping like, herself, is she? She's not at all. And 
I don't, I don't, I don't want to read too much into it. I don't want to get too political and shit. So, um, no. But what I am interested in, uh, coming away from Jerko Rowling and her being an idiot, yeah. what I am interested in is the where I wonder whether the Harry Potter, uh, well, so I shouldn't call it Harry Potter, the Hogwarts game, sorry, um, whether it's going to feature a muggles part of the game where you can go into the the normal real world and if you can like what that's going to look like yeah so like 1800s it's going to be like witch hunters and and shit like that isn't it so exactly that could be like a cool mechanic of it i wonder if the entire game is going to be set within the sort of more hogwartsy mystical world or whether there is going to be an opportunity to to come over into the the more muggle world and yeah. and sort of interact with people that aren't of the the wizarding community. Yeah, definitely interesting. Definitely one to keep an eye on for sure. And uh, just referring back to my notes, the next game that was up during the conference was uh, Call of Duty Toilet Break, because this is oh, the point yeah. where, as we were all watching it, we we're just like, right, be right back. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I did watch it, and for me, it was Call of Duty, Cold War, Fast and Furious, Ten. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I watched it as well. But there was a few. It, it was. It was literally like it. Were, it was. It literally felt like it was the ending to Fast. So I can't remember which one it is. Fast Six or whichever one has the plane taken off at the end. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen that a, few, it, a bit on Twitter as well. It. It was the same. It. It just looked the same. <laughs> it, it was mad. <laughs> absolutely madness yeah um, and but... it was just like, like over the top fast and furious style stunts which i am all for because i oh, yeah. love oh, yeah. a bit of over the top stunts um but there was nothing new there was there really no i mean it's call of duty we're all gonna get it day one we're all gonna pay 60 quid to hate our lives because we share the game now um apart from strong back it'll just destroy it and carry us all I enjoy that you said shit at, the, shit at the game now. I've never been good at the game. I've always been shit. <laughs> oh, man, I have, had my heyday, man. I had my heyday. I was like... I've never, never had my heyday. You know, the, the stack of Mountain Dew and Doritos. and I was, I was there, man. <laughs> Modern Warfare two days. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> so, uh, another game. Resident Evil Village. We've kind of seen it before already. Looked awesome. Right, yeah, really, really interested in seeing what this has to offer. Yeah, it looks very four influenced, like Resident Evil Four, which, in my opinion, is the best one, and and kind of the first person. Um, it was like a resurgence for for Final Fantasy when Seven came out. Um, it's just being like a new, fresh take on Resident Evil, and it's kind of a, a mix of those two, I think. So it's got you know your spooky castles and. Um, yeah, it seemed to lean a lot into the um, the like the idea of like uh, fables and and yeah, like yeah. law instead of it being all about like this scientific virus. It seemed to lean more into like the like the fables around and... the town. Yeah, that sort of thing, which I'm really quite intrigued by. Yeah, I'm I'm down for that totally. I'm on board with Resident Evil Village or Eight, whatever you want to call it. Um, another game that looked pretty awesome, in my opinion, Deathloop. Um, right. had some like real. It was obviously like looks like Dishonored, but with a cartoon skin over it. But it had some real Hitman vibes, where it was a lot of you know different paths to take, and it seemed like it's really interesting concept of, um, you know, these people have their 
routines and stuff and then you learn those and then you can kind of change how people people's like set routines um you know interact with each other and stuff um because yeah. in the trailer it showed like two people like in completely separate parts of the map and then eventually they kind of become the same part so you can kill them both at the same time but um what interested me most it has this like second assassin that's hunting you so you're like hunting these people and then you have another which i'm assuming is player controlled i don't know i was about to say do we we haven't had it confirmed yet whether that's an yeah, NPC assassin or if that's a, a multiplayer playable assassin or or what that is to how that plays out because i'm if if that's a second real person that's hunting me down i am all on board for that because that sounds awesome it sounds hard I was about to say, it sounds awesome, but it also sounds like I'm going to be dead a lot because <laughs> yeah. most people are better at games than me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Look, I mean, it looks good. It looks... Either way, I'm on board. If it's computer-controlled, but I am fully hype-trained for it if it's, a, a, you know, not AI. Um, we had, as well, we had DMC5, like a Virgil. So this is like the Virgil expansion available digitally um which is okay we also had um abe's odyssey soulstorm which they had the you know the the usual developer talking about it saying this this is made possible with ps5 and it it, it just looks like a ps4 game looks it looks fine you know i'm a bit just look like abe's odyssey yes i'm just on the fence with it i'm not it's, it looked like nothing new look like nothing next gen Agreed. Um, so had after that, Five Nights at Freddy's for some reason. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that was a, that was a weird drop in. It was as weird as the Fortnite drop in. It was just yeah, a very was odd. A... Like, how do we fill these thirty seconds? Yeah, you know, I didn't even put the Fortnite drop in in uh, in my notes. So I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> what was a Fortnite drop in? So that's that was the thing. Yeah, day one. Let's go. Um, Let's go, the go big... back to that game we stopped playing about six years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because we're shit, you know. Because <laughs> we can't, like, you get shot at and then you have to turn into, like, the, the fucking Nakatomi Tower. <laughs> For literally. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had Demon Souls as well, which is, let's face it, everyone's day one purchase for, like, the launch title. I mean, it's way up there. It looked so crisp. Um, it looked like the most next-gen game. That I've seen so far, other than maybe I, Ratchet and Clank, which does look amazing. I am so excited by the concept of being extremely happy by having a new console and being extremely sad by Demon Souls killing <laughs> me repeatedly, <laughs> all in the same day. Yeah, <laughs> like, I suck at this new console. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna both hate it and love it yeah. all at once. It's gonna be glorious. Happy that you've got a uh, a new console. But also hate self <laughs> because of demon souls. I yeah, get the control of four days. It's 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 something that um I kinda wanna move on to the next point because um they had their their PS plus collection, um, which was kind of a, a weird answer to Game Pass. I think it's like definitely warrant is warrants like the the price of of game uh, not game pass the price of plus um 
because it had all of the classic games. Like they call it like genre defining, um, or you know, PlayStation defining games. So you had like Bloodborne, you know, a lot of the PS um, exclusives in there, and a few other third parties. And it's it's a really great way of saying we have like a small launch title um, amount of launch titles, but we also have these amazing classic games that you can also play. And um, yeah, yeah. Go on. What, what did you think of that? It's, it, the PS collection. It's a difficult one, in my opinion, because it, it, like you say, it's a weird answer to Game Pass because if you're if you are a a PlayStation fan and you have been on the PS4, you have had a PS4, or PS4 Pro, or you've been in the last generation as a minimum, these the games they're offering are the top tier games that it's very likely you're you're probably going to have played because they are the the critically acclaimed award winning games and there are games that to be to be quite frank if you haven't if you've owned a PS4 in the last 7 years and you haven't played them then what are you doing with your controller and your console yeah because these are like God of War for example like what have you been doing with your life if you've <laughs> owned a console and you haven't played that game yeah but i mean it's a great reason to get invested in PlayStation is like and that that's the other view on the other side of it if you've not had a PlayStation in the last 7 years yeah and you want to get into the into the PlayStation ecosystem having that this incredible sort of back catalog and it's a uh, granted it's a small back catalog but this incredible small back catalog of the most refined tailored award-winning games yeah some great games in there and there's there's maybe two or three that i haven't played um yeah Blood, same bloodborne being one of them and this is kind of one of what i wanted to segue from demon souls is that i want to i want to jump back into that and be like playing demon souls and playing bloodborne and just getting that kind of like fix of like that hard game and and succeeding through it so i think if um bloodborne gets like a um you know a, a, a visual upgrade and stuff with the ps5 as well i think that'd be a bonus 100 percent. um i mean we both know that i'm a bloodborne pro so <laughs> <laughs> you played it one time <laughs> i played it one time and i completed I, I beat the last three bosses first time without a single death so so, you know, so unjustified considering how much you struggled with uh the star wars the star soul star wars game the, the yeah, fall, fallen order the, wasn't it fallen order i struggled with that so much and yet i breezed near enough all of bloodborne by one boss which was the so the unjustified bloody, the bloody what was it the uh cemetery hunter dude wheelchair man i don't know his i can't remember his name not wheelchair man the I can't remember his name. Yeah, anyway, I can't even remember. You didn't the, even uh, you weren't even no, near him that long, so he was like the Smocked second boss or something. And I just <laughs> yeah, I struggled with him. And after that, it was just like no boss is ever going to kill me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, insane! I can't believe that. Um, yeah, finally, and, and let's like just wrap up this um, God of War Game of the Year, twenty twenty one. We all we got was the title card. That's all we needed for hype train oh, it's going to be an incredible game yeah already there you know um, they just what I'm like really... playstation just came out and just announced 2021 game of the year here it is 
Well, what I'm really interested in is how, because Ragnarok, we know from the first God of War and with the naming that it's going to be heavily featured around four and how, and sort of the events of God of War one and how that's going to play into God of War two. Now we know that God of War doesn't pull any punches when it comes to um, some of the the mythos and the the backgrounds of these characters. Um, and when you look at obviously the, the the four of Marvel and the four that we see in a lot of things is this very like nice happy guy. But when you start to look into the actual like mythology behind him, he's actually a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be really interesting to see how God of War plays to that sort of mythos of him of actually are they going to portray him as this bit of a dick who's a bit of an alcoholic a womanizer and it would just murder for fun because he had the ability to instead of this like marvel-esque style character where he's just like the, the best of the best the, the the nicest man you'll ever meet yeah so i think I that's mean, gonna be really interesting they're, they're definitely going to do it different to uh to marvel I, I think that's a certain i mean that yeah that's a given <laughs> I, I just hope they really do stick to that because they very much went down that route in God of War 1, didn't they, of showing him as a bit of a drunk, a bit of an idiot, uh, not an idiot, a bit of a dick, and um, and, and a bit of a murderer as yeah, well. And yeah. uh, and I think, I'm hoping that they're going to stick to that and show him as just like, portray him as just a really, really old bastard. Um, because, well, I mean, Kratos, in fairness, we've all got, we've all grown to love Kratos. And he is also a bit of a horrible bastard. Oh, like, yeah, he's, he's done some pretty horrific things. Absolutely scumbag. Over, <laughs> over his career as a uh, as a murdering bastard, he's done some <laughs> horrific things. So, he's up there with the best. But we all love him. We all love him and his beard. It's just the way he shouts boy. It just gets me every time. Boy, yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, but yeah, that that was it. That's how they wrapped up with, with God of War, wasn't it? Um yeah, and was um, then then they they finished off with the uh, November twelfth for half the world, and November nineteenth for Europe and the UK and yeah. a couple of other random countries. Yeah, um, I was being in that random country collection. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. But what did surprise me though is price wise, they were pretty on par with PlayStation at four four hundred and ninety nine dollars. Yeah, um, I four fifty mean, pounds. They, they hit the, the price point with Xbox even. Spot on with the price point, really, without without they being did. too unrealistic. Um, I, they did, but I think most of us expected it to be higher. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that it was going to be around this price, and and it, and it was, but I was I was expecting realistically higher. But yeah, same. I was hoping for. 450 but i was expecting 550 i was expecting 599 dollars 550 um and with the the discless edition i think 3359 would for the uk price that's very realistic in that that's only 110 pounds more than the xbox but you're getting the full-fledged big boy console just without a disc tray as opposed to a a downgraded version of a console mm. um that I think that price point is, as you say, spot on. And considering the fact that I, when I went to pre-order them the next day, which let's just <laughs> put out there, Sony absolutely fucked the pre-order process. It was a shambles. They dropped an absolute but clanger there, didn't they? They, 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 yeah, that whole process. Even when they said weeks ago, yeah, we're not just going to tell you a day before. We've told you a day before. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But I, I went on Amazon, for example, and it was 15 minutes, it sold out. So yeah, it's, yeah. whether that's down to low stock levels or whether that's down to the fact that everyone's just going out and purchasing them straight away, I can't say. But Yeah, I think I we're going to get some gives... interesting stats like a few weeks down the line of like how many actual pre-orders were, were made and yeah. stuff. That'll be interesting. Definitely. But I feel like they tried to drop like a... Um, um, you know, like Apex did when that launch, it was like available now, and everyone just went and downloaded it. And now it's like one of the most successful battle royales. But they, I think they fine. tried to do that, but it just it just, just fine flopped. when it's a free game. Yeah. When it's a four hundred and fifty pound <laughs> console <laughs> that everyone wants. <laughs> yeah, they, they so, fucked it really there, haven't they? Well, I know that for the UK, so like game went live at midnight and was sold out very quickly. Um, I think I got an email from them at quarter past midnight saying you can pre-order now they were already sold out by the time the email had got to me yeah yeah um amazon went live at 9 a.m and they had sold out by about 15 minutes past yeah um, apparently argos point, last night were um updating the system at midnight and then um i was on it at midnight trying to trying to snag a pre-order but um it, it was just the site was just down they were just like yeah, yeah just we'll, you'll get one <laughs> Don't worry. Literally every, everyone is just sold out already. It's absolute madness. But, yeah. you know, I'm sure more stock will come. I'm sure yeah, we'll it will, have... won't it? There's no, there's no pressure, really. It's It'll be no. fine. You'll get one eventually. Like, But even well, like I... with the launch lineup, it's pretty fairly strong, probably stronger than most generations have been. But even still, like, you can wait a week and you'll, you know... You might be yeah. missing. It's FOMO, isn't it? You know, you fear of missing out. But hundred um, percent. And the thing is, it launches late November. Yeah, it's um, plenty of time. And there's no bundles. And I've got a feeling that that is because there's going to be Christmas bundles released mm. with like Spider-Man bundled in and things oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so although we're ne- we're getting no bundles for November, it's it could be that yeah, you might not get the November nineteenth, but actually you've got to wait less than a month, and you're going to get bundles and galore for christmas that are going to cover all of that yeah definitely right should we should we stop being sony fanboys and move on yeah are we missing anything there no what well we are missing one thing and that was as well as uh those two companies throwing in their uh their swords that those two weeks we also had nintendo just like turning up with its little fucking spud gun Oh yeah, and being like, look, look, look at me. What, what did I have? We've got some stuff too. You know what? Um, I think Nintendo quietly just kills it every time with their directs. Like, um, they, they really do. But I think like this week there was um, what, uh, what was was it today or yesterday? Can't remember. Uh, it it was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, was it? Definitely wasn't today. No, no. (laughs) My my days are just blended into one at the minute. Um. But yeah, we had um, Monster Hunter, you know, new Monster Hunter game. That's always good. Everyone loves Monster Hunter. Um, but they had like a, a fully fledged Monster Hunter serious game. And then they had Monster Hunter Stories, which is like a almost like a Pokemon type of thing. It's, uh, it's kind of weird. I don't, I don't really get it. Um, they yeah, also I mean, had. I'm just watching the trailer for that now actually while while we're going through this and it's uh, from the art style for the graphics for the um for monster hunter stories is pretty cool though yeah it looks it looks kind of all right like um you know it's interesting but 
It's not fully fledged Monster Hunter, is it? No. Let's face it. Um, no, no, it is not. That's what we're all about here at Triple XP. Fully fledged Monster Hunter every time. Every time. <laughs> um, we also had. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's kind of like. I feel like these are like up your alley because it's a bit. It's getting weave territory. Um, oh. Which I know you said. love your sexy anime ladies and stuff. I but do we love to... my weird Japanese games. So yeah, yeah. There we go. There it is. Um, but we had Rune Factory 5, which is a bit of a cult classic. It's kind of like Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley, where you'll be, um, you know, kind of like RPG light, um, attacking monsters, doing all that shit. But in, the, in your, like, your downtime, you're farming, um, you know, looking for relationships and stuff like that. Um, so that was that was kind of nice to see that because I've heard about that quite a bit from um, those that kind of like fan base of of people that are like really you're either really into Room Factory or you, you've never heard of it. Like, um, so it was good. It was good to see that. I was like, once it it was announced, I was like, oh, I remember this. Like, I've heard of this. So like, I knew I knew instantly what it was. Um, what else do we have? We had. Uh, da, 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 da. Just pulling up the article now. Um, Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter. Oh, Decidious Six as well was announced. Like the Decidious games. Um, I've enjoyed the ones that I've played previously. Um, they're 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 a little bit different and a bit the the comedy in it's a little bit odd. But um, I've yeah I've always thought they were pretty solid games to be honest. Yeah, and then we had um, I don't actually know what else. I can't remember. But they were like the main hitters. Um, yeah, I just feel like the the Nintendo just like quietly just kill it. They have, like, yeah, bring out they, these like. What is it they? What, what is it they say? Nintendo will Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Just Nintendo just, does its own thing, and then they do what they want. They don't care yeah. about what the rest of the industry is doing. They're just going. You know what? We enjoy that, so we're going to make that happen. That's it. One weird thing they did recently, which. Um, was the timed release of the uh, Mario 3D All-Stars thing, where it's like only available till March. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. And it feels like that's just a bit of a marketing ploy um, and that they're just going to release um, them separately afterwards. That's what it is, and isn't it? That's what it feels like. I mean, I might be wrong, but... It does feel very much like it's a bit of a marketing ploy to try and maximise sales at the earliest at the earliest convenience for yeah. it. But I, I, I say that like Microsoft quietly kill it, but they always drop like a weird sort of clangor like that where it's like you can get this awesome collection of. Uh, I didn't even mention what it was, but um, Mario sixty four, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. Those three games like in a bundle, re released on Switch. Um, but I feel like they kill it but then they also just drop like a weird thing like making it a timed release and it's it's just a weird choice for me i, I think anyway i don't know about you yeah but... it is it no it is a bit weird and just to anyone listening just to clarify mike meant nintendo then even though he did say microsoft oh did i oh shit <laughs> i guess i've had one too many glasses of wine i think you might have <laughs> mate <laughs> Um, that may be the one i think it's maybe time we move on to our third segment and come away from the news yeah man yeah let's do it let's let's move on to our our, our third segment of the show and this is where we really get 
deep into what we want to discuss um, every week, and that's yeah. going to be be something that this is what video games really mean to us, and topics that we can really get into emotionally and and really sort of get ourselves sort of involved in. Um, but this week, because we're brand new to everyone listening, um, we wanted to clarify a little bit more about ourselves and talk about how we got into video games and what video games really sort of are to us. So, Mike, if you want to start us off, like, what what is your, going back to the early days, what is the start of video games for you? Oh, man. Jeez. Um, it's, um, it's a weird one for me, because I started with what I feel like were a bunch of consoles at once. Like, I had a Sega, had a NES, and had a, a ZX Spectrum, with what I remember as one of my earliest games I've ever played is Dizzy, which was like a 2D side-scrolling game on the ZX Spectrum, um, where you'd play it as an egg, and then you kind of had to like collect items to use in like certain situations. So it's kind of like very puzzle-based. I don't know if you've ever played it. Um, it's not one that rings to mind. No, it's, it's this is weird, obscure game where you just play as like an egg, and you have a hat, and he has little red boots. Um, but he's the greatest video game character ever made. But, you know, um, as well, like, you know, Sega, obviously Sonic, Mario, like, huge influences, like, gaming-wise. Um, always been a fan of, like, I think Mario over Sonic. I feel like you're either in one camp or the other. But, yeah, um, but yeah what about that. you, man? What What's your... So I had a bit of a... I was a bit of a late bloomer with gaming. And I had a bit of a, not not a rocky start, but I definitely didn't get as, as much into it as some of my friends. Um, we had we had some sort of device that I don't even remember what it was called, but it had some weird like Postman Pat-esque game on it. <laughs> and again, it, it was it was something like a ZX Spectrum. It was a proper old school um, console that played this one game that was a vid, that was like a cassette tape. And it was this, yeah, it was this weird postal game, and I don't really remember it much. But I remember we also had, I had a cousin who had a um, uh, Mega Drive, and I used to go to theirs quite a lot, and we used to play Sonic on that. And I also really got into Kid Chameleon um, when I was a kid, and then I kind of just went a little bit off games for quite a while. Um, and it wasn't until the PS2 came out that I actually ended up getting a PS1, and funnily, it was because my granddad actually got a playstation before i did and i i I was only about 10 at this time my granddad got a playstation and he used to play um tomb raider and where he was a lot older there would be certain like time jumps that he just couldn't get his head around so he used to ask me to come and help him with them and that's kind of where my my love of gaming started to slowly develop and it (laughs) wasn't for granddad yeah, nice. ju- just jumping on Tomb Raider for Granddad to help him <laughs> out so he could get past the puzzle. Um, <laughs> I love that, man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's where it all started. And and then I remember buying, because I didn't own a PlayStation at this point, and I remember buying Final Fantasy VII, um, getting my mum to get it for me. And then whenever I went to Granddad's house, he would let me play my Final Fantasy VII on his console. Yeah. Um. So I, that that was my thing that I would do is go to Granddad's, help him with his Tomb Raider for a bit, and then when he went to bed, because I used to stay at my nan's, he'd be like, "Yeah, you can play your game now," and I'd spend a couple of hours playing Final Fantasy. Oh, nice. Um, nice. And that kind of like slowly got me into it, and then sort of, uh, and then it kind of went from there. Picked up a PlayStation Two, 
got quite into that. Um, and then from there, where I started purchasing. Obviously, I got to an age where I could purchase consoles myself. Um, I, I had a PS3. I we had an Xbox 360 in the house. Although we were, we've always been a Sony family. Um, <laughs> it runs in the family. It, uh, we've always <laughs> had. So we've had every Sony console that that has come out. We've always had them. Um, we had a 360. Like we never got original Xbox, but I do remember stories I, I remember like times where video gaming for me was really about that yeah building think, friendships i think it was that uh sorry go, go on go on i won't interrupt no um, i was just gonna say it's about that that social aspect and particularly like i'm not i'm not afraid or ashamed to admit i wasn't the most popular kid in school i wasn't I sort of one that, that got on with all. the grounds um i i was yeah i i was one of the in what most people would refer to as the loser group of kids you know the alternative <laughs> group of kids that that were off in the corner doing their own thing the misfits, um, yeah. yeah exactly that and uh, but i remember being well, at this point it must have been about 12 13 and being invited around to a, a friend's sleepover and there was like eight or nine of us and he had two or three like two or three of them have bought xboxes around and we're all playing halo together for the night it was like my first ever experience of bringing friends together and playing games together and enjoying games together and it was just such an it's such a mad experience to have this like LAN party where you and bearing in mind obviously at that point we didn't have online gaming we didn't have the capacity really to play games with each other bar walking around your friend's house with your pokemon on your game boy yeah so yeah. this this idea of eight of us sitting in a room playing the same game together was just it just blew my mind um and i remember like just from there on my love just slowly grew more and more and more um until it got to the point that like i say once i could afford things for myself I, it's now out of control like, we've got a ps4 we've got a switch we've got an xbox one um, I've got set up in the, the spare room. I've got a PlayStation 2 with 2G con controllers so that I can bust out old school Time Crisis. Time Crisis I've got an man. Xbox 360. Like, you name it, I've got an, X, uh, yeah. an, an N64. I've got them all now because I, I felt like I'm such a late bloomer to it. But yeah, that social experience really kind of really drew me into what gaming was about. Yeah, that's it. For, like, gaming, it's either really deep, rich stories that you can just enjoy on your own. Or just making your own with like your friends and stuff like that. Like it's, it's that social aspect that drew me to like streaming. And I think like now like we're obviously podcasting. I think it's kind of has that element to it where it's like it's a social thing. You know, you want to like share these like opinions and views and and um, and stuff like that. But I just want to go back to uh, Halo that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, the story that I mentioned earlier was in Halo. Um, so we were playing it you know a, a team team b team um i think it, it could have been a capture the flag but i can't quite remember or it could have just been a basic death match but we had um this is one of my most toxic stories as well but i love it um we okay. had a a team and on the the opposite team was um i probably i don't know if i should mention the names or not but i'm gonna do it um we had a mr pocket evans and a mrs matching account name um so what i did was i killed the missus 
and I teabagged her, as you do in Halo. It was the birth of as the teabag. Uh, so I teabagged, I teabagged the missus. And then, because it was 360 days, messaged Mr. Pocket Evans saying, I just teabagged your wife. <laughs> and then oh. the entire team just gunned for me, annihilated me, and we also coined the phrase, the team bag, because their entire team and some of the meaner team members on my team just started teabagging me. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it sounds like you deserved it. I, I fully did. It was so toxic, but... It, it was the thing that was so good about like the 360 days and I mean like I've grown up with pretty much every generation of console and every competing uh, console in those generations um, but the 360 was like almost like the heyday for me gaming wise um, just because of that social aspect where you'd like um, you'd be able to like message people and, and you'd get like hate mail and stuff like that and it just made like when you were going like playing COD was was such a highlight for gaming for me because it was just like so fun destroying people and ruining the day and then also getting hate mail back off them being like <laughs> there was there was a friend of mine just messaged me something he got hate mail recently on the newer COD um he just opened it and just said, Tramp. Oh. <laughs> but I just love that, like, like you said, it's just all about social for me. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I kind of agree and disagree with you on that. Like, the, the, there was a, a when, that, when the consoles first went to being online, so the, the Xbox 360 and the PS3's sort of first endeavour into the online world, um, it, it was a very different world to online to what it is now. And I'm glad we've moved away from it because like you say, there was a lot of toxicity Oh yeah, and yeah. it, it was almost a point of just because you're, you've got free speech on video games across these like networks where you can talk to people that you've never spoke to before probably doesn't mean you should be allowed to. Oh actually yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of you are saying stuff that definitely shouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> um, but you, like you say, you did have some great times and there's some great memories of playing like the first Call of Duties online, playing Modern Warfare, and like people would get so riled up and so into it. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I, I remember some of the like Call of Duty lobbies that were just absolutely atrocious. Oh yeah, yeah. Swearing True. and horrific racism and unnecessary comments yeah i mean that's, that's taken that it too far isn't it yeah exactly and that sort of stuff like it's so nice that on a whole with regards to streaming and with regards to gaming and generally when you go into an open lobby now everyone is very pleasant and I, i've rarely rarely gone into a lobby where somebody is unpleasant and if anything i go into lobbies more now where then they want to teach you how to play the game and they want to sort of help you understand the game as opposed to just putting you down for not being as good as them. Um, but those days, like you say, they did birth that first element of social aspect of gaming and that idea of you can make friends over this, you can get to know people over this, and you can build really strong friendships over this without ever meeting that person. And, like, it, I mean, it, you look at me and you, for example, we've never met in person. For what I know, you're catfishing and your name's Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, damn. You, you could be anyone. Somebody call Neve. <laughs> exactly. Like, I could drive up to find you and find out that you're a 42 year old lady named Barbara <laughs> who's living with her cats. That would be um, funny if I was. I wish I was. <laughs> okay, I found it out now. It's not a secret anymore. But um, yeah, just the, the fact that you can develop these friendships online just solely through the love of a certain type of game or um, just through teaching each other. And, and it's really beautiful recently that we've seen so many people sort of go down that route of if you're struggling on a game. I've had so many uh, people like chatting to me on a game and being like, oh, mate, look, you need to do this and this and just teaching me how to play the game better instead yeah. of just making me feel like a piece of shit because I don't know how to play it as well as they do. You know what? You know what we need to talk about right now, just on the back of that? What's that? It's the power of Stambush. I mean, Stambush, and I was holding this for another episode, so I won't go into too much detail <laughs> because, you know, it, we're probably going to cover this again in a future episode. I mean, um, the power but, of Stambush will forever be the power of Stambush, a feature of Triple XP podcast. Know, Stambush is one of the greatest music artists of all time. If you did, if you weren't aware of that, you are now. Um, <laughs> he create he created some of the most incredible songs for the original, and we're not talking live action. The original animated Transformers movie. Yes. Um, and I was having a particularly bad time on the Star Wars Fallen Order game. Particularly bad time. I died to like 20 times <laughs> the same boss and I was getting extremely angry and I was 100% at a point of taking the disc out, sending it back and never completing that game. You were almost to tears. Oh, I, I, was, I was close to tears. <laughs> I was very close to tears. There was, and... there was fists bitten and legs punched. <laughs> yeah, and I... I was about. I, I I think I literally said, "I'm I'm calling it here, guys. I can't do this anymore." And Mike and our other friend Hazy stepped up and said, "No, do it one more time, one more time." But this time, play Stambush because they know <laughs> that Stambush really fucking hits me in the heart. It really gets me pumped. Well, yeah, play Stambush. We believe. And I did it. Did it straight away. The power of Stambush got me through. Um, but it was some. It was an incredible moment. It was but, so good. It's fully, fully converted me into just being like a Stan Bush believer, and anything is possible, and to never surrender. <laughs> Stan Bush is Stan, never surrender. Exactly that. Exactly. <laughs> the, the greatest words that come out of, a, out of a, a musician: never surrender, never give up. Um, but moving away from Stanbush, because like I say, we will 100% be readdressing Stanbush in future episodes. Oh, yeah. We know. Almost we every know how episode. He, almost every. Almost <laughs> every. I mean, if we could pay him to do our theme tune forever, I, I would. Yeah. I would pay him. If Worth. I could get him on the show, I would get him on the podcast. We should do it. We should do it. We should tweet. Say to we me. should tweet him. Just, just tweet him every day for the next year until he gives in. Yeah. Never surrender. That or... That or we get a harassment case, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so we know where we both started from with gaming. We know where we like where we came from and how we got to where we are with gaming. But we don't know where we are with gaming. So as a gamer, what what type of gamer are you? What sort of games do you head towards? What what is your your gaming sort of circle? Uh, it's it's a tough one, man, because you always hear that like term especially on twitch it's like 
I'm a variety streamer. Where it's like, it means nothing much. But I literally play anything and everything. And, um, yeah, I can be playing like, I call it gaming ADHD, where I'll, I'll literally buy a game because it's shiny and new or it's on sale and I'll play it for an hour and then I'll, I'll leave it and then I'll pick another game up and I'll just keep going and going and going. But lately I've been on a real, um, I call it like kind of retro, where it's like 18-bit graphics, um, but it's all like a modern style, sort of like the Messenger, Shovel Knight, um, loads of games like that. I've just been like really, really into them, especially the soundtracks. Um, but yeah, like what, what about yourself, Shane? Yeah, I mean, I'm very much the same. Like you say, I'm uh, like I use that variety gamer sort of yeah. Uh, that yeah that that title. Um, for me, games have to have one of two things. There there is two pillars to my gaming. Either it needs to have a solid story that I can really get into. So I play a lot of single player games that have a really solid story that I can really sort of relate to or get into or be interested in. Or it's got to have that solid social aspect. Um, yeah, if it doesn't kind of have either of those. Earlier. Exactly. If it doesn't have either of those, if it's a sort of middle ground game. And that that's where I think like Avengers is falling short for me because the story isn't quite there. The social aspect isn't quite there. It's a weird middle ground one. Then it's like, mm, I can't really be asked. But if it's got one of those two aspects, I'm going to really enjoy it. There are a few outliers though. I'm not saying that I won't play games outside of those. For example, Tony Hawk's. I wouldn't say it's got a solid story, nor does it oh, have no. a solid social experience. I mean, but, I mean you were saying that about like the, you know, the spunk horse thing before, like yeah, you know that well, yeah, that's all social, if, isn't it? Like, I mean, it would be if COVID would allow me to let everyone in my house, but um, <laughs> yeah, true, true. There is that as well, but <laughs> but that's 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 a separate issue altogether. Um, but no, like you say, I, I mean, I'm like you. I'm I'm very much for the games, and whether it be whatever the game it is i want to try it i want to try every game i can i want to experience as many games as possible because i think every game has something to offer um and it's okay to not like a game yeah and, and i think that's an important thing to come away like we we don't all have to like the same games and i know i, I absolutely love persona 5 i know that we've had discussions with you and you're a bit like mm, not really for me yeah um, it's just because it's fucking weird super heavy like text and i'm just i like a nice cut scene let's sit back and eat my you know my quavers or whatever <laughs> i watch my cut scene and then i like some solid gameplay but it just i don't but it, going back to like the gaming adhd thing where i was just like i'll i'll, I'll like it what i've played um but i'll just get distracted by something new something shiny um yeah, something different same. constantly and I, I struggle to really focus down on um a single game especially if it's if it's a large game like 90 hours plus well um, and that, that's which would be thing. a prime and example exactly and that's the other thing and I, and I won't go into too much detail on this today because again i'm pretty sure we're going to cover this in a future episode but um the, the, there's a big issue of games being some at some point too big and not as focused as they could be yeah for example yeah. for me recently ghost of tsushima suffered from that problem in that i really enjoyed the story and i played for it but i had very little to no interest in doing all the side stuff yeah once it just once the main it, core story was done i was really putting it off for ages 
trying to mop up the side stuff first. But then once I, I was like, right, I'll just finish the story. Finished it and I was like, oh, I don't want to do this now. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to finish exactly. the game. Like, just, I don't want to play it just, anymore. It just it, it, does, it just doesn't feel as, too, as focused enough. It just feels like there's stuff just filled for the sake of stuff being filled. Yeah. Um, and that, that does, I agree with you, that does but make just, it just very difficult. saying but... that, I think the, the story in that was so good, so well done. Oh, absolutely incredible game. Absolutely incredible. Well, um, I think we should probably look at wrapping it up now. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're pushing, an hour, pushing hour and a half. So. Hour and a half, and uh, we were aiming to only be an hour long today. Um, obviously, Best episode, with... so there's a bit of a, a, bit of a bonus yeah, time for you there. Exactly. Um, you've got to learn a little bit about us as to what we are, uh, like who we are as gamers, like what we play, where we came from, sort of why we're here. And, and we got to have a good discussion about the PS5. And I, I will blame the PS5 for why we've extended this episode for half an hour. Because yeah, there's an unnecessary amount of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got to discuss the new consoles. And I, I think on the whole, we've uh, we've had a pretty solid first episode. Yeah, man. I've had a, I've had a nice time. Yeah, it's been it's been good. And hopefully this... Um, this is the start of something beautiful for us. Yeah. Um, been... But we should... Go ahead. I was just say it's been emotional. And, uh... it's, it definitely <laughs> has, and especially with the amount of alcohol that I've drunk. But, yeah, um, we're getting there. We're we getting sh- there. We should probably wrap it up with the, uh, the usual stuff. So um, firstly, as we stated at the beginning of the show, we will have an episode a, a, of the podcast that will be around the hour mark give or take as you've learned today um every monday and we will also have a blog post that is uh, that has been written up by our uh, one of our triple xp team members ryan um which will go live every friday um and you can find all of our stuff in one simple place um it's all accessible via twitter which is at triple xp podcast Anything else that you want to say, Mike? Uh, yeah, just that you can you can find a link tree there to all of the other socials. We have Instagram, uh, YouTube, and Podbean, and our obviously the, the core the core website blog. Yeah, but it's all you can all you can find it all on Twitter. Everyone uses Twitter, right? Yeah, everyone uses Twitter. You get to see our our ugly mugs. Uh, the rest of the team. And there's lots of information there for you to to, to check out. So yeah, I'm so really excited for on... everyone to actually meet the team as well. And, uh, and get yeah, me too. Get everyone on the podcast. Like, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. It is indeed. So yeah, we're gonna wrap it up there, and um, we look forward to uh, to you listening to our lovely voices again in a in a week's yeah. time. Catch you next Monday. Bye bye. Triple XP. Triple X-D.